Blog Talk Radio. Yourself. 
I'm on your time zone. I'm on the East Coast also, actually. Okay, I'm, I'm, excellent. I'm not in that, I'm not in that bad uh, mountain time. <laughs> That Roger is <laughs> Don't say bad stuff about where you live. You live in the park. We have moved <laughs> on. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. That song, that song is good if uh, uh, you are uh, not Kalonde. Uh, Kalonde has his own taste of music, as you know. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. So, uh Well, we, we must play that as well. Yeah, I have my type <laughs> of music. I think Roger knows the type of music that I list, I play on my radio show. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, that song is not one of them. Yeah. Hmm. There is um, I want um, I, I want case, him, I, but, but, music. I want music that uh, really uh, amplifies the African culture, one that is the, tells a story about the, our tradition, tells a story about our love for each other, our love for our women, our ladies. And uh, you know how those old stories were being told, but now they're yes. being used in a contemporary um, music setting. So that's the music that I love most. Um, music Excellent. by Yusun music by Zilif Keite, music by Jab Preza from Zimbabwe. <laughs> Those are the people that, um, oh, the late Tuku, that's the music, uh-huh. yes, that uh, really amplifies my African culture. Share some, of, share some of your music with Roger so he can play it as well. He, he knows the music, actually. It's on my radio okay. show. I play it on my radio no, show every time. Uh, no, that, this is, that, you mentioned me two YouTube videos, say, for next week, and then we can give a test, uh, Doctor. I know the music you play, but I don't really have it like I can, I can, I can play it. So share them. Uh, that, that way all of us can see, um, can have a feel. What kind of music you? Uh, because this one is a South African, and I'm sure they are talking about. If we read what they are saying, uh, there should be some history to that uh, to, to that music. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, we are all we are all entitled to our own tests. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah. Dr. Patrick, you are very right. You, you hear that song; it, it has that calming test. There is um. One song Pianki liked here about uh, Mandela. He used to say, "Oh man, I like uh, I like uh, that that song a lot." I don't know if you remember that one, Doctor Patrick. I believe so, but you should play it again. Uh, okay, I'll play it just a little bit here. Here it is. Okay. Yeah. 
Why are you doing that? You know, even the Congolese is trying to play that song. And he said, go sit down because you don't know anything about music. So that's how we Then I picked up a guitar, a bass, a bass guitar. And when I went in a mission field, and see, when it's breathing part of uh, singing and then the instrument, it's almost like doing math. Once you have one key and then you connect with, uh, with exactly with the key, no matter if you don't listen the language, you don't know the language, you love, uh, you, you will join in singing. And um, uh, in Zambia right now, when you look at uh, mm-hmm. the Catholic music, uh, the, the, the local, uh, the church, is doing a very good thing. And this is the, the yes. future vocalist. Yes, yes. The, the, yes. the, the, the future vocalist, they're, they're coming from uh, the, 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 the local Catholic and uh, the percussion. Yeah. They will be coming from the Catholic uh, Church to influence the world, you know. It's a very good thing that what happened. Then when you come to America, man, I love praise and worship music, you know. And I love what church does with music, man. Church, it has contributed a lot to music. And I love when people, the youth group is uh, joining praise and worship team. And uh, I credit about music, it's... Uh, it's uh, it's something else. It uh, makes the world go around. Uh, okay. Yeah. Vatsani, uh, okay. welcome. Uh, I, I don't really want to throw in one thing. Do we Zambians, Vatsani, have uh, our music? It's like we we just bounce off here, we bounce there, but you see, especially the Congolese. <laughs> They've settled on Lingala, they do do their thing. Do do we have music our our music in Zambia? I I think part of the 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 um the Zambian scenario is that um if you look at the migration of the tribes that have come to make up Zambia and how we have ended up settling, I think we were one of the later ones on the continent to come together as a nation. So it's a little piece mm. of this, a little piece of this, not one precisely dominant. So when the Kalindulas and them, they became a little more dominant, I think those that have the Bemba inclination, because a lot of these, the Bemba, Luvalunda, Empire people, settled in the Copper Belt and part of Lusaka, where development was. So we heard that music before. Most of music, let's say, from um, the really traditional from uh, other parts of the nation. You know, and, uh, and so Kalindula became as if it's the main Zambian music, but it's, I think it's because they they moved to where there were facilities to produce some of this music. Their minds were promoting some of these cultures, the arts and everything. So the predominant tribes there, you heard their music. You know, but I think if you go back to the Serenity Kalindula band, the uh, Amayenge, way, way back, you know, the new one, you know, and uh, P.K. Shala, that was kind of something. And the witch... In those days, that was becoming a, a, a I remember my, I was listening for my uncles, you know, so those kinds of music were almost to form a sound for Zambia. And then everything died with the mind. And we, for a minute, we lost everything. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's interesting you bring in the witch. Uh, to me, that's, that is where the confusion of music was. The people like the, the witch, they came, they sang, uh, by then we didn't even understand the word they sang in English, some of us. 
<laughs> you know, you could <laughs> you could just uh, just hey baby, baby. We never understood anything. <laughs> there was just so much mixture. Uh, where as a nation, I think as a country, we never settled. Or oh, this is our music, like the the Congolese. You know, imagine in the yeah. the Congolese, yeah, they introduced their music. It stayed with us, and that music is still there today. Yeah, then uh, Pepe Kale, it is still there. You know, so yeah, I, yeah, Pepe, yeah, Pepe Kale, <laughs> Pepe Kale. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have countries like um, uh, Angola, countries uh, Mozambique. I am not sure. Malawi, maybe a little bit. But Zimbabweans, they had their music. And you could tell when you're listening to one, this is a Zimbabwean song. This is a South African song. Uh, I don't know about us. But uh, as they say, but, but Roger, music, what helped uh, them? What helped them also in South Africa? Because they were segregated. They were not necessarily yes. allowed to use the European things for such a long time. They had to kind of develop their Oh, I like that. Uh, I like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Rod, okay. You know why, what, what you're saying about Congolese music, too? Uh, what makes them uh, uh, differ with Zambian? Because it's the way they tune the guitar, too, you know? There's the one string they tune, <laughs> they, they tune it better than, they, they tune than um, uh, uh, the rest of the, the world. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. Then uh, the first that we we can say, uh, you know, about their music is because there's so many people who went there to South Africa. I mean, they're naturally, of course, all are natural, but the mix of cultures in, in South Africa contributed to the music because that's what they had, uh, you know, for uh, entertainment, you know. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Music is very interesting. Thank you. Yeah. No, music, you tell the story. We... Uh, a lot of uh, the American culture has been uh, exported by by music. If if you hear who is, <laughs> and, and that is the one surprising thing, uh, Doctor Pat, about uh, uh, music. Uh, with all this uh, racism uh, we have seen, people we have experienced, the one thing which has now entered the white community, and I'm sure it is running them crazy. It is the, the hip hop. They find that their children are only hip hop. The the suburbs. <laughs> the hip hop is there in Germany, where they're supposed to be holding the white flag. Hip hop is is there. Go to China. It is hip hop. You know. So I don't know how to explain can, this phenomenon. You but can, it's just uh, you can even go yes. you can even go further back. Uh, the original music. American music or music from the United States is jazz. And before jazz, you have blues. And before blues, you have spirituals. So that all of that predated hip-hop. So if you're looking at a, um, a national music in the United States, is jazz. The, the European music that you hear, or as they call the Caucasian music, is from Europe. But uh, if you want to look at the roots of music in the United States, again, it's jazz. Um, and also, yeah. the 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 instrument, the banjo, the banjo, it's from 
Africa. And when you play on the when you play music on the porch, the porch itself is it comes from Africa. So there yeah. there are a lot of things that um dovetail with with music when you talk about music. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and I was sitting here and I'm enjoying the um the derivation of of African music because if you look at it, African music is ancient African music is what we hear in the United States. That's black music. Right. Right. Yeah. Roger, also uh, the Spanish I, music. Very similar to <clears throat> the African music. The Spanish music the instruments are very, very similar to African. I, I, I think Spanish music has got a lot of uh, African influence in it. I think so. Well, if, you, if you're talking about Spanish music, do you know the Barsid family, Hannibal family, and before the Hannibal family? Uh, they were all in Spain. They controlled a large part of Spain. So um, if, if you're going to talk about <clears throat> Spanish music, a lot of that came from Africa, from northern Africa, from the Carthaginians, the Phoenicians. The, the other concept, uh, Roger, is that oppression has tended to bring out uh, strong expressions musically, like the reference you made to South Africa. I, I like look that. At, look, look at how they expressed themselves from a musical point of view in that. Uh, and then if we want us to go back hundreds of years ago, the black people, in under slavery in the United States or wherever they are, or specifically the United States, spirituals. Look at how they came out singing those things, the music that we now refer to as spiritual. They came out of that oppression movement. And it gave them it gave them the hope and the strength yes. and the courage to continue pushing. Look at South Africa and all those things. It it came out of that and the uniqueness of that music that we are referring to, even Craig's song that you played, it was it came out of that moment of of yeah. oppression. And you know, and you know, yeah. his white people didn't like him and they didn't uh, accept him because, I mean, he basically supported and was towed along the African struggle movement in the South African apartheid area. So music is powerful. And to add on to that, uh, Nathan, uh, a song which is sung from that angle of oppression, it is mm-hmm. a song which moves mountains. It is not just making noise uh, like some of the, the songs we hear nowadays. Those were a song of uh, life. You know, they gave life uh-huh. to people. They, they gave people a reason why they should see tomorrow, you know? That, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. I, it, I, I it, remember it a story not, of... Uh, go ahead. No, when you say that, I'm actually reminded of Dr. Patrick and everybody here, like Alonde. I'm reminded of names like, one, Jimmy Cliff. Remember his music? It was revolutionary. Yes, yes. And uh, yeah, another big name we can remember, Yama, one, two, three, Bob Marley. You know, Bob Marley was a revolutionist. He, they, they sang music to... To, to, to enhance the black man's revolutionary. And then our own 
banned in Zambia. Most people have forgotten about this. Mosotunya. Remember Mosotunya for bank where Vena where Vena Ricky Longa and everybody came out of those, those yes, were, yes. it was all mm-hmm. pan Africanism. It was all pan Africanism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Before you lose your train of thought, you were about to say you remember a story, Roger. Oh, I said I remember a story uh, which was told about uh, uh, in the slave times, uh, how in the evening they only uh, they, they they looked forward to such a moment uh, when they could sing. When they are in the in the fields, they could uh, uh, start a song, uh, which gave them hope that t- tomorrow uh, will bring uh, a better day. And they they used to. I, I mean, the same way like you talked about uh, uh, Bob Murray and, and the other guys. There's a song Peter Tosh sings in times of slavery, how they wished nothing. Uh, when he sees the, the birds of the air, they are flying, how, how we wished we could, uh, we could fly. We were so tired, we wish we could fly like the, uh, the birds of the air. Do you know how painful that is, Nathan? <laughs> that is painful. Like real, real, real painful uh, when you yeah. envy the, the life of a bed. Uh, such mm. were the times. Yeah, okay. Okay, we'll put uh, this 618 and then, then 918. I was confused. Uh, is uh, Dr. Karonde coming in two parts? What's wrong? What's going on? 918, 918, good morning. Last phone number 6088. Okay, that is okay, if you don't want to talk to us. Uh, Nathan, very, very quickly, uh, the, the man who, who came, that was a very uh, interesting, uh, sorry, I, I was delayed, these COVID meetings, people just come up at work and say, oh, there is a meeting, <laughs> COVID. I'm like, really, on Saturday, uh, I really uh, no, when, I'm, when I'm supposed to be on the air. You see, the interesting thing yeah. is, you, you obviously you came late. You were not. Do you know what happened? And I was saying this to myself. This happens when Roger is running late. He, we connected him. We lost like twenty-five to thirty minutes. He couldn't just connect. Mm. Even when he called oh my, my number, normally when you have a problem with switchboard, I tell the guest to call me. I do a three-way. Nothing. I told him. I said, John, let me tell you something. I'm not trying to be cynical here or whatever. We connect guests from Zambia many times using this system, okay? Obviously, based on who you are and what you are and the topic we publicize that you're going to talk about on social media, there's interference. Come on, I'm not trying to create things here or whatever. <laughs> he, told me, yeah. he told me that his talk time was just wiped out from his line. I mean, it's not a secret. He said it to me. But he told me, he says he can't understand why his talk time has just gone away on his phone. I told him, I said, yeah, there you go. They don't want us talking about this. But that guy is very sound and solid on economic issues. Of course, he's an economist by qualification, economics and Mm -hmm. finance. He's got 12 years of experience in the banking institution. He says he's willing to come back to talk about anything to do with the economy, Africa, Zambia, and I told him, I said, we'll schedule you to come back. Oh, by the way, here's a little, a little, a little, a little, what do you call it? What's the word, Dr. Patrick, Dr. Kalonde? Do you know why he managed to call in and to get through to the system? Mm. 
used a totally yeah. different number from his. He just he just picked a colleague. He was in a situation, just got a phone number from a colleague, put talk time in it, and he called. That's how he managed to do it. So you oh, tell wow. me, how did that work? <laughs> how coincidence? How coincidence? That, yeah. that is. They are, not, yeah. they, are not, they are no coincidences. They are no yeah. coincidences. Yeah. I told him that there is no coincidence. Yeah. Mm. The one of the surprise things I I had in that discussion is how when we borrowed these amounts, the kwacha was seven kwacha, Nathan, seven My kwacha. My goodness me! You can say dollar. that again. Now we are paying. We are at eighteen, so mm -hmm. we are looking for eleven dollars more. We didn't borrow. We are looking yeah. for eleven kwacha more on every dollar. We are looking for 11 kwacha more to add on to, to make so that we are able to make the payment. At the time of you're borrowing... Getting, you're getting uh, the interest on that, uh, on that amount. Before we talk about all, all these things, the interest and what, the way they are there, you are right. Actually, you are right. You are right. But just on the exchange alone, just on the exchange alone, before we add on anything else, on the exchange alone, mm. we are looking for 11 uh, kwacha. We didn't borrow at the time of borrowing. We did, but now you, we you are looking for I, it. You know what I mean is the, if you are paying 7% or 10% on 7 kwacha, then you come and mm -hmm. pay 10% on $18. You are dead. You are dead. And you're talking about in, we in are billion. Dead. Yes. Yes, we are dead. I mean, he was giving a, a very good example where he says, if you, you get paid 10000 and you are paying 10000 back into debt, there will be, your marriage will be, will be gone. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, also, on the question I asked him on the corruption index, that, that one is killing us as well. Uh, oh, for yeah. us to be able to, yeah, it, it is killing us. No one wants to talk to us, especially if it is the World Bank. If we give you uh, this this money, um, what assurance are you going to give us that you are not going to buy some more fire trucks? You know, so <laughs> there is a, there is big problem. Uh, there, there is a, a big problem. Um. Story from Zambia. Story from Zambia. Uh, the story I wanted to ask about uh, Trump, but I'll forget it. Stories from Zambia. There, there is, um, well, is it a national crisis, or has it been, has it been solved? Uh, what is happening there? Who wants to have a goal? Uh, Zambia and, uh, and Rwanda. Our, our government has been accused of uh, interfering in a big way, uh, supporting uh, uh, terrorists, so to say, to overthrow the government in, in, in Rwanda. Um, what say the people here? <clears throat> the beauty is that on paper, the president of uh, Rwanda says Zambia is not involved. But some... Uh, UPA, some PF Kada trying to make some money and making deals with those uh, things he had mentioned to President Lungu's 
name in it. I find it very difficult to believe that President Lungu would actually promise a rebel. I mean, regardless of how ridiculous it is, I, I don't see the upside for any president promising that. But in the term of this hunger business of making money out of police, I wouldn't be surprised if someone says, hey, I'm with the government, I have the ear of the president, we'll do this for you. That wouldn't surprise me. But at least for now, the, the comfort is that the, the president of Rwanda seems to, at least on paper, saying uh, we have no trouble with Zambia. That's a little comforting. But they, they must uh, mm. get to the bottom of it, you know, and figure out what exactly went. Okay. Uh, what do others think? <laughs> what do others uh, uh, think? It was uh, a non-story. Uh, some guy just trying to brew up uh, problems. Um, and, and, and then, actually, I don't know if anyone else here can give a thought to that. Rwanda uh, is a country... Uh, go ahead. Roger, you must understand that in politics, there are no permanent enemies, there are no permanent friends. So we would say probably uh, the, the Lungu government has not done anything or whatever. But be reminded that uh, we have uh, a population of Rwandans in Zambia. We don't know how much access they have to our president. And at the same time, we don't know what is going on in between the president's, you know, private lives. One of them is looking successful in his country, and one of them is looking as a, like a failure. So could there be some form of jealousy and saying, you are making me looking bad? We don't know. So this is something that uh, in politics, first you watch before you make a final determination that there is nothing. <clears throat> there could be something brooding inside that relationship. We have seen lately that those two people have not met face to face for some time. And they, those things, somehow, we don't know. I wouldn't yeah. uh, outrightly I mean, yes, I, 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 I found it very difficult to buy uh, Malanji's uh, story uh, to come and say, what was Malanji going to, to tell us? Oh, yes, uh, they have found something, and we have a problem. No, it's not going to, to tell us that. Uh, one of the things I saw when I, when I spent a lot of time in Sorwezi, it is uh, how many Rwandese, um, mm -hmm. those who went to, to Meheva. You know, Meheva campus, you remember? Meheva had Angola in Meheva. North. Eh? It's Meheva. I, I, I come from there, so you cannot even argue with me. Okay? Did I make myself clear on that one? That, that is Angolan name. <laughs> I like that. Anyway, anyway whatever, whatever Dr. Kalonde is telling us, housed a lot of Angolan refugees. Uh, when Angola was... Um, uh, now, in, uh, their civil war ended. Uh, a lot of them went. However, the Hutus, those who f fled from uh, mm -hmm. Kangame in Rwanda, they replaced them. So there is quite a number of them who are in Solwezi. A lot of them, uh, those who are 
uh, rich in terms of uh, the Zambian rich owning stores and them, you find a lot of them in uh, in Sorezi. Uh Some of them have come now; they are in in Lusaka. One of the missions when he came, when Kangame, if you remember, came to Zambia at one point, uh, mm -hmm. speculation was that he is pushing for some of those people to be returned home so that they can uh, stand trial. Some of the people oh, really? who went from there. Yes. Yes. They want so some the, of the question. People. So the question, Roger, right there, and that's where I wanted to come from this angle on this issue of Zambia Rwanda bilateral question and the, uh, Mr. Lungu sponsoring rebels, which in my opinion he has no capacity to do that. Uh, what is the relationship between President Adame and President Lungu? That's very cardinal to understand. Okay, what is the relationship? And if he comes to Zambia and is trying to get the Rwandese citizens who have stayed in Zambia who are refugees extradited back to Rwanda, right there, it raises a lot of, what you call it, a lot of issues. So we, what is the relationship between Kagame and uh, Mr. Lungo? That's a very important question for us to answer. Then, whatever was the source of this, whatever we are calling it, information, who are they, what is their connection to Kagame, what is their connection, we shouldn't just look at it from what is their connection to State House in Lusaka, we should also look at it from what is their connection or relationship with Kagame. We have to deal with it from both ways. Mm -hmm. that, that's the way I'm looking at all these things. But I'll say it again, in my opinion, this is just my simple little opinion, <laughs> I do not think we, we saw the whatever position we think or feel about President Lungo. I said it in our ZBTR forum. I won't repeat it here. I don't think he has the capacity to do that. I don't. That's just my opinion. We, we so, the, a question, uh, a question but, Nathan. But, but, the but, refugees, but, but, don't, don't they fall under UN? So even if Kajame asks for the refugees back. Don't those guys aren't those guys under the United Nations even though they are hosted in, a, in any particular country? Yes, they are. And I think haven't they passed that threshold of aren't they given the little information I can remember about refugee situation? Don't they get to that point of stage where they are given the opportunity to go back home? or stay in the post nation. I think well, that one, exactly, uh, Nathan, on, on that point, uh, in my view, this is where Kangame has been. I think, I don't know if we can blame him. He, 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 he has been uh, weak. Uh, instead mm. of doing the uh, uh, Nelson Mandela, uh, I don't know, uh, truth and reconciliation, to bring Commission. the people together, mm. Commission, to bring the, the country together. Uh, the war is still on. A lot of uh, Hutus are in the eastern Congo. In the, yeah, those people are, are, are mobilizing. They are not just seated in eastern Congo. The question is, are some of our own people, those who are doing businesses in, in Zambia, 
could they be financing some of the activities happening happening in the in the bush in eastern congo let's not forget the hutus yeah. yes let's not forget that the hutus are the majority in rwanda and the, 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 on that one they probably no one will convince them otherwise so it's true. Yes, you see that point you raise, Roger, of the Mandela route of uniting the country, and you are using the word "come and stand the trial." You are not helping things. You are not helping things. Yeah. So if he gives out an olive branch and says, "Guys, let the bygones be," but I know it's a hateful situation what those people went through, and we can never minimize or downplay it, but. Neither can you downplay and downplay what Mandela and the South African black people went through. He comes out of prison after so many years and he says, nobody's going to put anybody in jail or blah, 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 blah. Truth and reconciliation commission and let's build the nation. But doesn't think Kagame is going that route. So if you want to still go the route, route the president has taken. I don't know how far he's gone with the team. I said he's not going to pick on the other leaders, uh, all the rebel leaders. He's taken that route of trying to reconcile. Mm-hmm. It helps. It helps. And uh, uh, Roger, yeah. Uh, Roger, uh, I agree with. Uh, uh, I mean, I listen to everybody's uh, comment. I would like to come a little bit in a different angle, and uh, uh, for me, this president we have right now, President Lungu. It's not a modern president, and uh, uh, we should try any, anything to try to point the things that he's doing wrong and make sure that we don't go the route he has taken of this thing of using an excuse of a diplomatic way, you know? When this thing came out, the president, he doesn't have to be scared. Some of us, we have, we have never even stepped in uh, the University of Zambia and we were never even given an opportunity to be in a places like the president himself he has been or to, to be afford the power that he has been afforded. But I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to be shy from debate and from, uh, uh, from uh, uh, having my opinion. And the reason is why, because I hold every Zambian... Uh, uh, I, I, I hold every Zambian something... You know, and uh, when this thing came out, the press, uh, the, the press that came out of the, and I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed with, uh, with his new advisor from University of Zambia. You know, I was hoping for, the, for, for him to be different, you know. When this thing came out, they should have came up front. Even not be afraid of Kagame to tell him uh, that uh, in some things he doesn't agree with Kagame, you know. You, you shouldn't be playing to Kagame every time you see Kagame. Well, we have diplomatic, we have this and this. If Kagame is doing something wrong right now, I'm not going to be afraid to tell Kagame and say, okay, we will do business with you, but the route you have gone and prosecuting those kind of guys, I'm not, I'm not, he holds that to a Zambian people instead of using diplomatic, diplomatic. Why is President Lunga afraid of, you know, with that position he has and the power? And uh, he will be already, he's already been protected for life. He holds the Zambian people something, you know. Instead of us having uh, 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 
guessing and what what or or and this this is the president should have came out just like Trump sometimes does, you know. But I'm disappointed with uh, with Valungu, you know. With the things that the government has afforded you, and you're going to be afraid with your own people, you're going to be afraid of talking, you know. Some of us, some of us, we came from the the west of the west places, but I'm not going to be afraid of uh, 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 voicing my opinion. Even if I'm going to be afraid of someone, even if they make fun of me, you know. But this president, he has to go. He's not a modern president, you know. And I don't know what he has, he's afraid of. And if he is afraid of it, he's I think what we need to do, probably, I'm sure what we need to do is to understand the... Uh, the, the, the Rwandese problem. Uh, maybe the guys in the bush, they don't, they don't want to talk. All they want is uh, to control, to have control of uh, their little Rwanda. Maybe it is them who are a no-no. Uh, we, we need to dig deeper about uh, before probably we do uh, judgment. I'm sure uh, even Kangame will be interested uh, it's not about uh, judgment, uh, but, but, President, but President Lungu, when this came out, he should have a press conference. Even the, 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 the press house, instead of saying we are using diplomatic channels, what? You know, diplomatic channels are in, that if he's not involved, come and tell it. If he's involved, tell it in the yeah. way of... Uh, the, 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 the Rwandese problem, the Rwandese problem is, uh, is, 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 is big. Uh, the, the, the players there are just too many. Uh, um, Kangame doesn't get along with Museveni. The best way to was President Ungu, if it was the problem with big and you know about it, expose it. If he was the president, I mean, some of us have been in, uh, in, uh, in the churches, and Bankama, you agree with me, there's a lot of people goes with the secrets to him. But if someone goes in the secret with him, he has to reach out to the upper authorities and tell them there's people's life involved here. This is what's happening. This is what's happening, you know. When you get in a certain position, when so someone the, the agreement is that I think uh, from your tone, or not on your tone, your, your submission, I think we should put more pressure on our, our president to tell us a little bit more um, of, of, of what he knows. Um, the our Andes actually are doing very very well in, in Zambia. They are doing very well. Are they going to live in Zambia forever? There is no place like home. I'm sure they would want to go back home. So this is what is uh, cre- creating a lot of a lot of this. Yeah. Uh, from the political frontier in uh, in Zambia. Uh, this, uh, Dr. Pat, did you have uh, a comment before I move on? Of the situation in uh, Angola or in, in in Rwanda and Zambia, as reported here. No, I'll, I'll pause on that. Okay, okay. 
the political issue, uh, this one, I don't know what uh, people think. Uh, the other day we saw uh, disturbing uh, images coming from Zambia. The cadres they went and attacked uh, the members of the of the police. Um, President Lungu also announced how that Zambia. I don't know if it was the four, 14th or 40th. I think it was some good number. Uh, Zambia being a a, a, a most peaceful, uh, a most peaceful country um, in, in in Africa. So the first question is number one: How should we take this uh, message uh, that Zambia is the most peaceful country in Africa? Should we celebrate that one? Uh, I'm sure Dr. Pat will tell us we, we should. But a lot of us are very skeptical about that. Who wants to have a go about that one? And then we'll come to uh, what this means, uh, the attack on the, on, on the police. Should we celebrate the idea that Zambia is the uh, uh, most peaceful country in Africa? How true is that, Zambia? You can, you can, you can use yeah. that. You can use it if you're going to use it monetarily. If you're going to use it for the debt, because they say that um, Zambia, quote unquote, is the most corrupt nation, uh-huh. then then why would one go to the most peaceful nation in the world if it's so corrupt? So therefore, you, you parlay those both those languages, those positions, with um ameliorating the debt. Peaceful nation should be having um, a less than debt-written status, and a peaceful country can also have a country that is less corrupt as has been categorized as. So I think it should be polyed to the benefit of of, um, Zambia. If you're not going to use that in the economic world, if you're not going to use that position in the economic world, then it's meaningless. So let's use it. I think that's absolutely right, Dr. Pat. We we have to leverage that advantage. Now, I always tell, like I always tell my daughter, if you are a uh, 98% student, that's your potential and everyone in your class gets uh, 75, and you get 82, you are still not living up to your full potential. So I'm not going to praise you just because you have done better than the others. I will praise you when you reach your full potential. If you are being, because you're lazy, could be 85, and your lazy could be better than someone else's full potential. So as Zambians, we are peace-loving people. It means because of our peace, we should be doing so much better on so many different fronts. We shouldn't be having political intimidation. We shouldn't be having this okay. corruption because okay. we can tackle them. Okay. Aha. Aha. Go ahead. Go ahead. That, 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 that is the, where I wanted it. Go ahead, Wachai. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. So, so yes. that's what I'm saying. So, so it, um, we should take advantage of, unfortunately, uh, Roger, where my, my thing is when you are the president, there's very little incentive for you to relinquish your powers. I don't see the systems in Zambia even uh, economically improving 
unless we strip the president of some of those powers. Because the people that are corrupt, the people that are doing most of the stealing and he's participating or not, whether he's participating or not, is the people who actually run that party. If you remember, if it was just President Lungo on his own, he wouldn't have even been the president of uh, PF. But there are other forces behind him. Those are the forces that control these people. So we've got to get the power to be in the hands of the institutions and not just the office of the president. Because I don't see him relinquishing. I don't see him going to tell the police that, okay, continue beating the PF cadres or leave the UPND cadres alone. He won't. You know, so we have to um, keep the pressure up. We're not going to sleep on him. We have to keep yeah. the pressure. If he wins fair and square, yeah. that's fine. But not with intimidation that, 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 and all these other things. That, that, that was the main question, uh, Dr. Pat, why um, I may agree that we should use it. But on the, on the other hand, the, the piece we are hearing is just on paper, in, in my view. Uh, the opposition can go. Uh, request for a, a, a permit to hold the rally, they are not allowed. The youth, Dr. Pat, would like to go in the street and protest, free protest, which is uh, written in our constitution. You can see the riot gear which will go in town to go and, uh, and, and, and stop uh, uh, those people. The fact that there is no war, the fact that there is no violence, the fact that there is no uh, whatever, um, yeah, it is peaceful because there is no violence. But otherwise, underlining, underlining that peace, there is a lot of uh, people who are mad, Dr. Pat. It is not the peace uh, you enjoy in America where tomorrow, if you want, you can go uh, stand on the mountain top and insult Trump. It is not the kind of peace uh, Nathan was talking about here, uh, where someone who has uh, a lot of information about death they can share with uh, the world without interruption. That, to me, probably, Dr. Pat, that is not the peace. The peace, the peace we are looking for, uh, somebody give me a pulpit so I can preach, uh, Dr. Pat. The peace we are looking for is that which liberates people to do, to, to do what people want to do. I don't know. Uh, pastors here, help me out. You, you know, Nathan, help me out. The, the kind of peace we have in Zambia, is this really peace? You, there is a, what's that famous expression? Peace is not the absence of war. Okay, <laughs> and you say, you you use the phrase or title expression. Pastors, help me out here. Those of us who <laughs> claim and which and which Zambia claims, I keep going back to this violence. Those of us who claim to be Christians, there is the expression "peace of God." and the peace with God, two different things, okay? So when you're talking about the, the people who are saying Zambia is the fourth or ninth, second, whatever most peaceful country, kudos. We clap our hands to that, and we are, we are grateful. People can start jumping on that. 
uh, gentlemen understood the problem we have in Zambia is that we've got very short memories, but seven. Do you remember that and what we were saying uh, to Dr. Kaunda? Do you remember, Roger, what we said to Dr. Kaunda during the revolution? We are not going to eat peace and stability. Isn't that what we said to Dr. Kaunda? <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, don't be quiet on me. I'm saying, do you remember <laughs> what we said to yeah. Dr. Kaunda? Yeah. You said, Pastor, they helped me out here. Now I'm preaching. I need an amen here. <laughs> amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> the point I'm just trying to make here, the point I'm just trying to make here is that, first of all, you can't discuss national okay. issues without going historical. Okay? Let's not... Let, let's not forget how we responded to Dr. Kaunda when he preached peace and stability. Dr. Kaunda beat the drum of saying there is no country like Zambia. We have never had a civil war. We've never had it. And rest, civil unrest and all these things. And we always so excited about MMD. We can't eat peace and stability. We can't eat peace and stability. So the principle is the same even right now. Like you have rightly said, Roger, every time we host a political leader on this show, Dr. Patrick, I always ask the question, what is so difficult about removing the Public Order Act? What is so difficult exactly. about that? Exactly. Everybody exactly. has failed to deal with that problem. How many presidents have we had? We still have the Public Order Act. Do you know what the reason is? When they get into power, they realize that, ah, this works to my advantage. That's where the problem is. So don't talk to me about peace and stability when people cannot protest peacefully. I'm not in denial that there's no war or whatever in Zambia or there's no riot, but the citizens do not have that peace. I use the expression peace with God and the peace of God. So what I'm going to do is reverse that and translate it into the Zambian situation. The Zambian people do not have the peace and liberty to express themselves. No, they don't. Every time the opposition party wants to have a rally, why are you denying them a permit? We need to get rid of the Public Order Act. Then you can talk to me about peace in the country. Your pastor has responded. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Roger, um, Roger yes. that's where I take a slight, I take it just a, not that I disagree with uh, Nathan, but I also take a, a slightly different outlook. For me, what we have, we should be saying, okay, we have an advantage over a country like Congo, for instance. There is not as much chaos in our country. So then let's mm. begin to take the steps that will Push, keep pushing us forward. And one of the things is, I always keep harping on this, getting the powers away from the presidency. Now, every president that comes into office is not going to want to relinquish all the power. But we can start from Ukukunsi. Start eating hey. like you eat an elephant one bite at a time. But if we all just keep shooting for the top, we are 20, how many, 30 years now into this um, uh, pro-democracy thing. And we are still facing the same issue. 
you know, and that's why I'm not an advocate of just only changing the person and leaving everything. Yes, we change the person. But even more important than changing the person, we've got to start eating uh, the laws that will give power to the people. That's a major difference in America. That's why people can stand up and uh, scream at the president, because the law will protect you. But that, even if you the act, you, you know, that, that statement you have made and the comparison, that's the statement you have made, Wachadi, and the comparison to Congo, is the reason why numbers like this, when they come, we should not be uh, uh, very, uh, very happy. Uh, I'm sure Congo went, uh, became the country they are today. It wasn't just overnight. It went panon no. panon. The kind of lawlessness we are seeing uh, the cadres go and beat T tomorrow, that is killing of the institutions, the law enforcement, the morale. That is killing them. Before we know it, every cadre has his own corner, controlling his own corner, and we will end up with the Congo. This is why I can't celebrate that peace. The reason why they have a Congo the way it is, is the reason why we should even be fighting more. Okay, when we hear these small numbers, okay, we are happy, but we are not happy about these numbers. Because we know where we are heading to. If these cadres, you know, Northwestern Province has got its own cadres, Central, Rapula has got its own cadres, Copa has its own cadres. Before we know it, our country will be like Somalia. So, Roger, the question we ask ourselves, how do we ensure that cadres don't have the powers that they have? It's got to be the rule of law. Who is supposed to enforce the rule of law? Um, maybe the police. And then where, what, where do the police take the cases, to the judges? Who appoints the judges, the president? Is the judge going to rule against the president? Because the president is the employing officer. The police can do what they want and disobey, ignore the laws, and just do whatever the president uh, makes the president happy, because the president is the employer. So that's why I'm talking about eating at these issues. Dini, while we are protesting, while we, are do we keep doing what we are doing, but we also start tackling the laws, getting some power out of the president. If the judge was not appointed by the president, the judge would make impartial laws. If the police chief was elected, like some of the, the uh, in our county, the police chief is elected, he knows he's answerable to the people and not necessarily to the president. You know. So that's where we've got to get down these things. Make these offices accountable to the people and not to their appointing authority. That brings us back. Go ahead, Dr. Pat. That brings us back to um, what we've been adding up with respect to who the next president of Zambia should be and what platform issues they should have on it. And I just heard um, remove the Public Orders Act. That's, I have here, I've listed seven, and I'll continue to bring it up uh, when we get close to election time or whenever you have a prospective uh, president that would like to run for office. Uh, if you, if everyone will recall, we have, as a platform, questions we should ask is an FDIC-like protections. Will they provide that? 
Uh, we also talked about economic cooperatives to produce investment capitals. Will the person running, will the candidate um, address that? We also talked about malaria eradication. Will the candidate address that? We talked about return funding to colleges and chancellors um, from politicians that, uh, that will never close universities. We talked about addressing the pr flooding problem in Lusaka. And, and we talked about prison and drugs, uh, train the trainers so we can have a pathway to jobs for prisoners leaving their, the, um, the institutions and uh, individuals that are coming off drugs so we can train them to get jobs. And then now with the addition of what Nathan said, we can also ask the candidate, will they be in a position or will they remove the Public Orders Act? See, these, these are what we've discussed on the program uh, for about a year and a half. And I think we should always ask the candidates, will they address these issues? Because if they won't address the issues, we'll have the same thing every year, every year, every year. And you have one year for the newly elected candidate to address these issues. Because after that year, they'll realize what type of debt uh, credit while Zambia is in, and they will begin to make deals. So mm. let's ask those candidates if they're going to address these issues and when they are going to address these issues. And let's hear the plan of how they're going to address these issues. We, we will never change uh, Zambians in the United States and Zambians in uh, Zambia and Africans throughout the world in the diaspora will never make change if you don't ask these questions. Uh, by the way, as we are speaking of peace, there is a lot of uh, protests in Mali. Uh, uh, the people there, they want their government out. Um, maybe this is a problem I think I've found uh, in former the three countries, Malawi, Zambia, and Zimbabwe. People are so laid back. We've been taken for granted for far too long, and uh, leaders do whatever they, they want. It takes us a long time to, to react, in my view. It takes us a very, very long time to react. Because right now, people are mad in Zambia. Yeah. Because we are peaceful people. That's why it takes us a long time. <laughs> yeah. But Roger, here's a, here's a question for your thoughts. When these laws are written, for instance, the Public Order Act, do you think if we had an impartial judiciary and uh, impartial, not politically motivated uh, police force, don't you think that in times of uh, desperation, in times of trouble, that Public Order Act would work for the country? But in times of peace, if the laws and everything is implemented as it is written, and people are not intimidated, that public order act would not even be an issue. That's why for me, you change the, the judicial system, the, the judges, the police force, make them impartial. You know, but even I, I, I think you are, you are very act. right. The, 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 the yeah. public order act has, in most cases, has just been misused. If it yes. was used in the, uh, in the frame, I think 
Anyway, Kaunda also brought it to us so that he could control us. No, That's but why doesn't, that thing, doesn't that thing come from the colonial? That's a law passed on from the colonial master. Yeah. Yes. So, so, Nathan, maybe the question should be to help us, those of you who have studied law, what does the Public Order Act actually say? Because for me, even here in the U.S., if there is a crisis, there are powers which the president can invoke and they control people on the streets. But when there yes. is peace, anyone can go and get permission and demonstrate and do whatever they want to do without being hindered. The trouble we have in okay. Zambia is that because mm. our people are hindered, even in times of peace, that's why it becomes a problem. Here is a simple example I can give from my little knowledge that I have about this. It's, you've given an example like here in the United States, okay? When you are drunk and you are walking around drunk and you are doing certain things, you remember what they call it, disturbing the peace. peace there is yes. that issue of disturbing the Even in Zambia, we have it. If you yeah. cause a problem disturbing the peace, they will arrest you. Why don't we just enforce the law by the simple principles that are enshrined within the Constitution without using those laws yes. to subjugate yes. your political yes. opponents? You yes. see, even exactly. if, I think if I tell you mm. know that even in the U.S., for you to hold a public event, you need to inform the, yes. what do you call it? The authorities the, that... The authorities. Okay. Yes. They will tell you to say... You see, they do not deny for the sake of denying like we do it back home. No, yes. the president will be in the area. You, you hear that excuse? Uh-huh. The president will be in the area. Please give me a break. <laughs> president Trump was holding a, a, a rally. Beto O'Hare was having another rally across the street. What are you telling mm-hmm. the president to be in the same area? That mm-hmm. is a politically driven excuse. Like, what yes. we are saying is, let the people, let the law, we have, Zambia is a strong, beautiful country with laws enshrined in the constitution. Mm-hmm. The problem we have is we have a broken rule of law, rule of, rule of law system. That's what I'm trying to say. It's yeah. not that so Nathan, our constitution are not ba- are bad. They are good. They are just not enforced. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. So Nathan, that's what I'm saying. Should we be focused just on that law or should we be focused on getting an impartial judiciary? Because even without the Public Order Act, as the judiciary is right now in Zambia, the president can still impose his will and make sure that the police and the courts are abusing the opposition. You, the, the, the way I respond to that is two ways, Bachar. Here, here are good examples. Okay? You see the problem we are experiencing in the U.S. over COVID issues about the mask, closed down because of the way the system is designed to operate. Okay? Huh? You are the mayor. You are the mayor. Dr. Patrick, <laughs> you know, I, I, I love that. The DC mayor telling a head of state, take out the, the what do you call it? What are those? The soldiers who are voluntary. What's the word? The, the reserve. They take, out your, reserve. take out your natural reserve out of DC. Why is she able to do that? The constitution empowers her. Okay? Yes. Number two, number two, 
a PF car that goes to a police station and beats the police. Did you see how the police responded when that PF car that went to, <laughs> to the courtyard trying to create confusion? The police reacted because one of them was beaten by you, the PF cadres. So we saw the PF, the police pick up PF cadres, put them on the on a whatever, because they were reacting to a situation where one of their own was mistreated. Okay, right. number three, the powers that our presidents in Africa have by the system, the way the systems are designed, they can be used for good, 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 good purposes. We have seen it work in a COVID situation where the South African government has issued, okay, where the South African president has issued rules to say you can't be on the street. Number two, he issues a curfew, presidential order. So those powers can be used for good. And I emphasize, they can be used for good purposes. The only problem we have in our situation, most of the time, the presidential powers are used for wrong reasons. That's why yeah, we are having this conversation. They are used for wrong reasons. Our laws are, are selective, you know? Yes. The laws are selective. There is a law uh, which is meant uh, used against uh, the, the opposition. And people are looking, oh, the kids, they want to protest. The paramilitary are in town. And then what, what, what do we see? Then we see uh, the kids, they want to, uh, mm -hmm. the, the, we see the cadres go and beat the police in the police station. They go in the police station. Mm -hmm. Now, you add up those two things. You add up. What kind of laws are these? The young kids, they just want to protest peacefully. We want to go in town and protest. You send the mm. military in the streets to stop them. And on the other side, the cadres, they come in your house and beat up your people. Not only that is embarrassing, not only that is bad, but what kind of law, what, what kind of books, books of law are you using? Yeah. Do you remember, Roger? When Lucy Sichone went to the airport by herself and protested against President Chiloba, and the cadres and the police wanted to harass her, muffle her around. Do you remember what President Chiloba said? Leave her alone. It's a constitutional mm. right. In spite of everything else, all the presidents are. I know how we feel about President Chiloba, the, the corruption and all those things. But let's give credit where it's due. He told the police not to harass Lucy Sichone. And leave her alone. He said, leave her alone. It's a constitutional right. You, you add is. to that with all his problems, Chiruva. Remember, when people talked to this, even the post, it is a democracy. Allow yes. them to do what they are doing. Today, member of the opposition uh, is in the, in the studio talking. They send cadres to go and hound him out. This is why we are making the argument. This peace we, we have, we pray to God that it is going to be permanent. But at this rate we are going, even that dog in the corner, if you keep beating that dog in the corner, one day it will react. Even mm. that sleepy, so-called sleepy dog, it will react. Six for seven.
646-646-6050. Good morning. Good morning. I'm just listening to the conversation. Great conversation. I'm listening along. Yeah, who's on the call? <laughs> who's on the call? This is our who's good friend from Canada. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. I hope you're doing well. Yeah. No, we are just as always mad here. Um, we're trying to, to, to make sure the politics in, in Africa uh, are supposed to be where they, they are. I mean, these things, these things have, um, um, have stopped our, our, our development. We can't develop as a country. So someone will give us some nice good numbers and tell us, oh, you are a peaceful country. Yes. But how many people are going to bed tomorrow without eating? My friend's brother, Nathan, is in hospital, needed a surgery, a very big surgery. We have to find money around so we can give him, uh, they, they can buy uh, uh, tools required for someone to have surgery. And then someone has, has used up the money, as presidential money, to buy a, tra- a plane, a, a luxury plane. Or they have used $42 million, uh, to buy a fire trucks in inverted, in, in, inverted commas, leaving the hospitals without medicines, without the required tools. When you try to protest, because that, that is the way you collect things. That is the way you say this thing is painful. We are in pain. When you try to protest, the military come after you. To me, that cannot be called peace. So yes, we can celebrate on paper. We can celebrate on paper. But if you go to the hospital, there is no medicine. You go to the hospital, there is no required tools. That is peace on paper. That is peace on right. paper. This, this is <laughs> so. so There's a saying that that you know, in, in a democracy or where people vote, you get the government you deserve. And mm. that, that statement means that these things have to be managed ongoing, right? So when you get someone in there that's doing these things, once you rectify that situation. You have to keep the pressure on these politicians. You cannot let up, no matter how good things are. Um, That's right. Now, now people are in a situation where, okay, now they're not in a situation where they're going to be hurting, and they need to rectify the situation with leadership. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the leaders, and I'm not saying this is with the leader in, in Zambia right now, but, or anywhere, but Unfortunately, the leaders that a lot of the leaders that are out there have no vision. They have no. They 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 they're, they're not innovative in how they think. No, even, even for Zambia, you can say our leader has no vision. Uh, we won't hold you for it. You can say that. <laughs> <laughs> they have no vision and they have no pride in the country. If I'm leading a country. If I'm a if 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 I'm a leader of a country, a president of a country, I want my country to be the best at everything. I want to clean exactly. up the street. I want to make sure the roads are the best roads. That now, of course, I mean that's going to take some time, and 
some of it might be unrealistic, but I want my country to be the best country. Yeah, in you every don't. way, shape, yeah. right? Because mine, because I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the president of the country. I don't want poverty, abject poverty in my country. You know what I mean? I want to try to make sure as best I can that everybody is working. Everybody's making money, right? Um, but not everybody feels that sense of pride to that extent. So it's very difficult, you know, in these situations to navigate because there are, you know, once you get this one out, there are 10 behind them with similar mindset ready to take their place. So it becomes very difficult. Um, You get somebody else in there, now you have to go through another 10, 20 years of the same thing, and then you try to get that person out. Exactly. And then you got just the same cycle. Maybe somebody needs to be groomed from the people to come up and lead somebody from the people. Um, yeah. And, and, and it's a suggestion, right? Yeah. Well, I'm one thing that here is I was the president of, uh, if I was the president of a country, I would like my country to be the best. I would like my country to be the best. And, 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 and you see, uh, what's your name again? I forget your name, my brother. Sorry. My name is Patrick. So, so, so yes, I want my country to be the best. I mean, if I come down yeah, the street there's, and there's a piece of paper in the street, I'll say, pick it up. Somebody pick that up. Because I want, my, right. I want everybody to live in places that are clean, and I want people to be out working and making money for their families. That way, even if I'm egotistical, I can sit back in my chair and puff my chest out and say, ah, Zambia's the best. You're right? Like, like right. that would be my whole take. I want everything to be, I want to be the best because I take pride and I have ego, but my ego is towards my country. I want my country to be the best, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but not to have any pride and let people and buy planes and fancy things while people are in abject poverty. I mean, that, that's an old, outdated way of thinking and ruling. And, you know, as soon as people can, they need to get rid of those type of leaders. As soon as they can. Yeah. It's almost yeah, better so, to put a high school student in there than have these old, yeah. you know, traditional. <laughs> it's almost better to pull somebody out of high school and put them in there than have these guys. Well, yeah. Like Patrick is saying, like Patrick is saying, so I want my country to be the best. If I'm the president, I ask myself, it's good to have a good modern airport, but uh, how many of my citizens benefit from that? Okay? It's good to have a good airport in the country. And then I tell myself, if I refurbish and uplift all the medical facilities and hospitals in the country to modern standards, how many of my citizens will benefit from that? That's the way I think a president should be thinking. If I refurbish and modernize all the schools in the country, how many of the citizens are going to benefit from if that? If every child COVID, can have access to the Internet, you know? How many yes. of the citizens will benefit? Compared to having a new airport, Okay. No, don't. Uh, airport nothing is a common good uh, in in it economics. Is. They call it a common good. It is for yes. talk about the plan. One individual, hundred million. One individual. Yeah. You spend hundred million. 
when your own children in the, in the in the village or in Lusaka right there Karingaringa, they have never seen a computer in 21st century. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, Roger, yeah. this, this is where I keep coming back to accountability. As long as our leaders, there's nobody who's going to hold them accountable, and with consequences, they will. The same people who who, who bought the trucks for 42 million and he buried the money like Dora Syria are going to be with, him, with the next government or whoever comes in. It's the You're same, right. like my brother said, we're cycling the same people. But people are scared right. of consequences. The reason why a thief will not come and steal my car anyhow is because he understands that one, I may be armed. Two, if he's arrested, he, he could go to jail. But if he thinks that he can steal and nothing happens to him, he's going to continue. No matter how well intended, what he says. You know, so we, 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 we deal with the individual, yes, but we've got to tackle the laws, the checks and balances. You can't have the three weeks yeah. of government controlled by the same man and, accept, and expect uh, there to be checks and balances. It's just not going to happen. No, exactly. I mean, it's, you said the right thing. Accountability is key. And consequences. All of the systems that we live in, no matter where we live at, are part of the, the, the systems that we live under is run by a system of rewards and punishment. Rewards and punishment. You do certain things, you get rewarded. You do other things, you get punished. And exactly. that's some of the level of accountability that needs to be no matter where you are. The people need to hold the leaders accountable and have a way to punish them when they, they don't live up. And, 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 and hence our discussion, Patrick, and hence our discussion, uh, Zambia was listed, uh, I don't know, it's 14th uh, on the peace index as, as being peaceful. But here, that's where we are saying, uh, you are saying accountability, accountability uh, uh, benefit, and, and, and punishment. Our leaders refuse to be punished. Our, the leader, the people who just want to protest. Oh, no, 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 you can't do that. Oh, you can't do that. All they want are praises, praises and praises. That's all uh, the African leader uh, wants. When the people say, no, we are hungry here, we want to talk, and we talk to you. Oh, no, 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 you can't do that. And therefore, this idea of uh, uh, index, we call it fake, fake. Anyway, um, right now I do... I do one hour, 30 minutes, because on top of the hour, I'll be hosting uh, Dr. Pat, uh, the vice president of Green Party in Zambia, on my live shows. So, people, join me. Um, we are talking about uh, hemp. Uh, hemp, uh, is it hemp or hemp? Hemp, hemp. Uh, Dr. Pat, things I'm finding out, oh, my God. Uh, but they have to deal with uh, Nathan with, uh, mm. I don't know what to call it. It is a drug somehow. Now they have to deal with, uh, I don't know the right word. I have to find it before I start the show. So that man is, uh, is coming up. Uh, Zambia legalized the use of marijuana some time back. How is the industry doing? Uh, is it hemp, uh, marijuana, stuff like that? So we are going to talk about it in the next half an hour on the, on the, live, on the live stream. So thank you so much, uh, everyone. We are back here next week.
some more discussions. We had Amwetwa uh, wanted to, the parliament wants him to, this is what we are talking about, Patrick. A member of parliament said something about the vice president outside parliament. They are, they are asking him to apologize. And if not, they want probably to suspend him. This is the kind of system we are, we are fighting. So have a good um, weekend, uh, everyone. And um, yeah, let's meet uh, next Saturday, same, same time. Thank you. Thank you.